Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Johnny Kapahala back on board. But it's not a surfboard or a snowboard. <laughs> or a skateboard for that matter. It's sort of. It's a dirtboard. <laughs> it's a d- Whatever that is. A, a mountain board. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, did they just make up these sports just for Disney Channel? I think they're I really, don't know. We live in the Midwest. So. I think they're really trying to get the niche sports just so those kids who play that sport are like oh my god this is my favorite decom all those dirt boarders mountain boarders yeah this one's for you <laughs> my brother had a long board which is just a long skateboard yeah i mean that's what they're just skateboards but with wheels that can withstand i think they're like terrains. bigger than an average skateboard but yeah they're yeah i don't know they're weird <laughs> I know nothing about skating. We're posers. I do enjoy a good um, skate movie, though. Like, mid-90s, very big fan. And Minding the Gap, also very good. I have one brother. He never skateboarded. But I remember when I was a kid, I had a friend whose two older brothers skateboarded. And I remember we were just, like, sitting in her garage or whatever, and I tried to even just, like, stand on one. I was, like, eight years old. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. My brother always, like, wanted to skate. I don't think he ever did it very successfully. But, um, yeah, I would try and do it. It, it didn't work. I think back I would have broken an ankle if I tried. Back when, like, penny boards were a thing, I thought that was cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should get one. <laughs> right around the city area where we, we don't <laughs> well i mean actual skateboarding is very cool like if i could yeah. do that i would be doing that all the fucking time i can scooter pretty good pretty well i can jump on a scooter i can scooter really well because i never learned how to ride a bike so i said this is my only option <laughs> not those fucking motorized scooters y'all are the real posers <laughs> Have you ever played on one that's, like, a two-leg scooter? Like, instead of putting one leg behind the other, it has, like, a pedal for each leg. No. It's like a trike scooter. I feel like my neighbor had one of those, and yeah, I would, like, look were, out the window and watch them. They're not <laughs> impressive, but they're fun. Oh, wait, how do you ride them? So you, you, like, you do the same thing as you would with another scooter. Like, you put both feet, or you keep one on, you push, and then you put the other one on, and oh. you ride it. I feel like your legs would be so far apart. They're not that far apart. Oh. They're, like, pretty close together, but it was fun. I had a great scooter. It was green. It was not a Razor scooter, so I thought that made me special. Oh. <laughs> She's sister, not like most kids. My sister had a Razor scooter, though. And I remember, like, my friends would come up and be like, they'd, they'd be like, I want the Razor scooter! And I'm like, fucking have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine anyway. Mine has little bungees on the front wheel so I can get massive air! Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> back into the <laughs> cast. Johnny Kapahala back on board. Did they mention his last name at all in the first movie? No, I don't think so. Not <laughs> a single time. Well, and even, I think you said it last time too, I forgot that Johnny Tsunami isn't the kid. That's his grandpa. Yeah, he's not Johnny <laughs> Tsunami. He's just Johnny Kapahala. His grandpa's Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> um, so this movie has a bunch of people that we saw in the first one. Obviously, Brandon Baker who stars as Johnny Kapahala himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this movie is the first Disney Channel introduction to Mr. Jake T. Austin, uh, who we know and love as Max Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. He was so small in this movie. He, I was shocked by how, like, young he was. He reminds me so much of my brother when he was that age. <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, all 12-year-old boy. if, like, I saw a 12-year-old boy today, I don't encounter many 12-year-old boys in my daily life. <laughs> but I'm sure if I did, I'd be like, oh, it's just like my brother. He was so young. I was so surprised. He was supposed to be playing a like 12-year-old, but he looked like he was like eight to me. Like he was so small and young. Everyone grows differently. I, it's so odd. Like I can't imagine like being a boy in middle school because like some of your friends still look like they're eight years old, but some of them look like they're 23. <laughs> Well, yeah. Also, he probably was just playing his real age, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to yeah. 24-year-olds playing 13-year-olds, um, so. If you don't know, J.T. Austin has done a lot of voice work um, in The Ant Bully, uh, Everyone's Hero. He was the voice of Diego, like Dora's cousin Diego, <laughs> for a long time. Um, he was also the Teen Titan Blue Beetle for a short time. I did not watch that. And most recently, the Emoji movie. He was also in The Fosters. He yeah, was I was just Jesus. going through his voice work. Uh, yeah, The Fosters. 
but he was replaced by Noah Centineo after a while. And I looked up an article because I wanted to see, like, why was he replaced? And it basically it seemed like he decided to move on to something else because in the third season, there wasn't going to be as much, like, work for him to do. And he would rather do, like, yeah. other things instead of just, like, being a side character, I guess. I looked so. it up, too. And it said, like, he was only scheduled for, like, three episodes in the third season. So he's like, um, no thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was in Hotel for Dogs with Emma Roberts. I've never seen. Uh, he was also in the Bird movie, Rio. I skipped oh. that over. I thought it was called the Bird movie. I was like, I've never no. heard of that. And apparently he was in New Year's Eve, but I don't remember that movie very well. I don't remember him being in that. I like uh, that one. That's my favorite of the holiday movies. I like movies Valentine's Day better. Made. I don't. <laughs> I've never seen Mother's Day. <laughs> that was okay, but it's not like the other ones. Um, we also have Robin Lively, who plays Carla. Uh, the only notable thing I saw in her filmography was she was in The Karate Kid Part 3. However, The Karate Kid Part 3 is the least of all three Karate Kids. I think I might have seen it, like, once, because they don't play it on TV nearly as much as 1 and 2. She played Daniel's friend. Uh, she was supposed to be a love interest, but she was 16, and Ralph Macchio was 27, and Ralph Macchio, one, was like, I have a wife, and I don't want to do this. Uh... I, he, later, he's okay with having a love interest in Cobra Kai. <laughs> Unless that is his wife in real life. I, I don't think so. Anyway, um, also, she was 16. <laughs> um, I feel like we might have owned The Karate Kid 3 on VHS. It's not that good. I'm not positive, but I think we might have. But I've also said, I get The Karate Kid, and we have these movies called The Ninjas, or like The Three Ninjas, or something like that. So, I get those confused. I'm a big, big Karate Kid fan. The originals, not that fucking... James Smith. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I saw it. I refuse. I've still to this day never seen it. <laughs> I like Jaden Smith. It was good. No, yeah, no shade to Jaden Smith. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so apparently Sam returns in this movie, but it's not Lee Thompson Young. Yeah, it's not. I had to look it up. I was like, wait, is this the friend from the first movie? <laughs> it's just recast. Well, yeah, because they said, oh, like, oh, Sam. And I was like, wait, wasn't that... That's not him. <laughs> yeah, this is Jonathan Lil J. McDaniel, who you might recognize as Devon from That's a Raven. Well, and then I got a spoiler that he comes back in Raven's home. I didn't know that. Well, do you want to know? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, well, don't listen, because I'm about to tell everyone. Oh, <laughs> well, how am I supposed to not listen? Okay, Raven's home has been on for years now. Oh, fine. Okay, so Raven and Devon, they got married, and they had their twins, Nia and Booker, but at the beginning of the series, they are divorced. Devon um, lives somewhere else. He's a weatherman, and Raven has custody of the kids. But they're on very good terms. They're very friendly exes. I knew that. I've seen that. Okay, well, that's it. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then we have Jared, who's played by Andrew James Allen. He was in The Lovely Bones. I do not remember him. Me either. Um, but he was in an episode of Reba. He played a boyfriend of Kira in the band. <laughs> I do remember that episode. <laughs> And then last we have Rose McIver. Wait, I have some oh. to say about him. He was also in Seventh Heaven. One episode, he was Phil. Don't know who that was. But he was also in Make It or Break It. He was a recurring character. Because whenever I saw him, I recognized him. And I couldn't figure out what it was from. It was from Make It or Break It. So Payson breaks her back. And she has to go back to regular school. Because she's not, like, a full-time gymnast anymore. And he's, like, a burnout who, like, tries <laughs> to get her into the wrong crowd. But Payson chooses the right thing and does an experimental back surgery. <laughs> and is no longer friends with him. So, that's it. Okay. Well, lastly, as I was going to say, we have Rose McIver, who we met in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. She plays Valerie. Um, I remember, like, little, like, behind-the-scenes commercials for this, and there, she was like, I'm Rose McIver, and I'm from New Zealand. And then watching this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, she, that accent's really coming through. <laughs> um, she was also in The Lovely Bones, which we mentioned before. Oh. She played the little sister. <laughs> oh. Um, and then everyone else is the same from the first movie, including Johnny's dad, who was in Karate Kid Part 2, <laughs> <laughs> and that. most recently, the third season of Cobra Kai. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so shall we begin? Yeah. Let's, let's jump in. Jump on board. Let's surf in. <laughs> okay, so we begin with, uh, Johnny is on the slopes. He's narrating, he's like, I'm Johnny Capahala. I might look different than the last time you saw me because he hit puberty. <laughs> and he got a haircut. And he he got had haircut. long hair and now he has short hair. Um, he's, I don't know, he's just kind of like, well, here I am. And he's like giving a refresher, change. basically, just yeah. so you're like, remember who he is. But then he's like standing like over the edge of this 90 degree 
angle cliff. Yeah, so he's, like, snowboarding while this is happening. Yeah, and the wind blows him over the cliff and he falls. There's this horrible CGI of him, like, falling, and then he lands in the water. He lands in the ocean, and now he's surfing on his, in all of his snow gear. Yeah. It it really adds nothing to the movie. But he wakes up and it was just a dream. (laughs) Yeah, he's sitting in the backseat, his parents are driving, they're back in Hawaii for Grandpa's wedding, and they haven't met his fiance. Um, dad is talking, he's like, a little insecure, he's like, I've always been an only child, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about getting a new stepbrother as a 40-year-old adult, I'm getting a stepbrother, and I'm very insecure, even though I had a terrible relationship with my dad for most of my life. It makes no sense, but he's a little worried about (laughs) it. Yeah, they don't mention how, like, anything about dad and grandpa's relationship from the last movie. Yeah, they don't. Well, everything's just happy. Yeah, well, later, he's like, oh, you're a good dad, dad. Yeah! And I'm like... (laughs) What happened? What, <laughs> what happened time, in the meantime? I, like, I guess a few years have passed. Yeah. But, I uh, guess. In the car, mom and dad are talking about the errands they need to run, and so Johnny's like, well, how am I gonna get to grandpa's? And they're like, oh, we arranged a friend to pick you up, and then it's Sam, except it's, Sam. it's not Sam at all. So, apparently, at the, well, you remember at the end of the last movie, Sam's dad got, like, stationed in Iceland yeah. for four years, but now his dad got stationed in Hawaii. Yeah, after so Sam is living in Hawaii After now. Iceland, he got moved to Hawaii, and he's like, isn't that a funny joke, Johnny? Just because so, they needed to move his friend there. Remember when you and I both snuck off on a plane at 12 years old to go to Hawaii? <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, they laugh and catch up in the car, and... And when they're stopped at a stop sign, they see all these dirt borders riding through the streets and the land, and they're all just kind of like, whoa. That's cool. Uh, uh, we so get to Grandpa's. Johnny walks in, and he's, like, trying to see, like, hey, guys, what's going on? But no one's home. So he we go to Pono's room, which used to be Johnny's room. And whenever he opens it, it's, like, full of stuff. And Johnny's like, whose stuff is this? Um, so after that, we see Chris. We see, uh, this little boy in yeah. the water is, like, trying and failing to surf. Uh, Grandpa's standing on the beach, like, trying to teach him, but the little boy gets out of the water and yells at Grandpa. He's like, I hate surfing, this is so stupid, and he runs away. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's when Johnny comes down to the beach, and he and Grandpa reunite. Um. They hug and laugh a little bit, and he's like, oh, you're doing surfing lessons now. And Grandpa's just like, kind of, but never really (laughs) explains it. Yeah, so they walk back to the house, and Carla, Grandpa's fiance, walks down the stairs from the balcony. Um, I looked this up. At the time of filming, Carla was 35 and Grandpa was 57. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It's just a little, it's an odd pairing, especially for a Disney Channel I mean, movie. at least she was 35 and not, right. like, 25. <laughs> um, so Johnny meets Carla. Everything's, like, happy. They're all nice. And they go inside. Well, at first he thinks that she's just, like, a visitor or something. Yeah. And then Grandpa's like, oh, no, this is my fiance. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm sure I'll love her. Get it, Grandpa. <laughs> Uh, so they go inside, and they set the table for dinner. Carla tells Johnny, she's like, oh, like, this house that I rented down by the beach for now, because, uh, you know, me and Grandpa can't live together. It's Until little, we get married. It's a little small, so my son Chris is staying in your bedroom. And Johnny's like, oh, no, like, it's cool. Like, I can't wait to meet my uncle. Like, I've never, like, I get along pretty well with adults, so I'm excited. But then the little boy from the beach walks in, and that is Chris, Johnny's 12-year-old uncle yeah he starts like slamming stuff and stomping in um and he just finds out that's his uncle that's the end of the scene so later grandpa is talking to johnny and chris is playing video games at his bedroom and grandpa brings johnny in to introduce them they try to be nice but chris just kind of ignores them and he's like surfing's lame i hate everything yeah he has an attitude and they he doesn't like care about anything they're saying so they just end up leaving And then at the beach, Grandpa's like, oh, sorry, Chris is a little bitch, but, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Johnny's really cool about it. He's like, oh, I get it. He's just, like, adjusting. Yeah, so Grandpa is just, like, basically telling Johnny how much it means to him that he's here for his wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we cut to Johnny's waxing his surfboard, and Grandpa comes out. Johnny's like, ready to hit the waves today? And Grandpa says, there's no time for surfing today, Pono. Uh, Grandpa says he's going to show Johnny why Carla and Chris came to Oahu. So they drive, and they pull into this small, like, surf shack, and Grandpa explains that Carla's father owned this shop and left it to her after he passed. And Grandpa says that he's going to help her get it up and running and run the shop. I want to know how long Carla and Chris have been in Hawaii before they got engaged, because... It seems like a very short time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's odd to me that Carla would give up her life and her son's life in Philly for this tiny surf shack in 
Hawaii. Well, yeah, like, it doesn't make sense, but it's fine. That's the plot line we're going with. I'll get into it more, because I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I mean, she talks about it a little bit later, so we can talk about it then, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so, inside the shack, it's in the process of renovations, there's, like, all these things that have yet to be unpacked, and nothing's, like, up for display yet. Carla is there, and she points out that Chris is across the street with his friends, in quotation marks. skater friends. So, Grandpa has basically asked Johnny to go babysit Chris. Yeah, and Johnny's like, sure, I love to babysit my uncle. But Johnny's like, I would literally do anything for my grandpa. Yeah. I would, like, rub my face in the dirt that he walks on. (laughs) (laughs) He respects his grandpa a lot. We love it. Uh, so Johnny goes over and introduces himself to all the skaters standing there. He meets Jared, who's, like, the main head honcho of the yeah, Dirt Devils. Yeah, and it's, like, a dirt board shop across the street from the surf shop. Chris is not happy that Johnny has shown up. Yeah, and so he asks about their, like, mountain boards, well, dirt boards. <laughs> I want to point out that Johnny meets Jared, who introduces Bo, Spidey, and Rooster. <laughs> and then Val, the girl, also introduces herself. Yeah. Um, Jared asks if Johnny rides, and then Chris interjects, and he's like, no, he surfs. And then they say, so Hawaiian of you, (laughs) upon finding out that he surfs? Yeah, he's from Hawaii. What do you mean? (laughs) You also live in Hawaii? It's, like, they're acting like surfing is, like, not cool. Surfing's very cool. They are literally the only five people in the entire state of Hawaii who (laughs) care about surfboarding. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, like, the owner comes out and... His uh, name's Troy. Yeah. uh, He invites Johnny inside because they're like, oh, like, you ever ride before? And Johnny's like, no, not really. So they invite him inside and Troy's like, oh, like, here's all the gear that we have, and I'm gonna help this, the team, the Dirt Devils. Well, later we find out that his business is, like, not doing well. No fucking wonder. He just gives <laughs> these boards to random people. Yeah. Anyway, this dirt boarding team is called the Dirt Devils, like, the vacuum. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna help them get sponsors so that they can go on tour. Um, yeah, so whenever I wrote down this entire quote, because it makes, it's so weird. Um, they're like, you have a ride, Johnny? And he says, I skate back in Vermont, but since I'm here, it's all about North Shore. So they're like, well, then the answer is no. And then one of them says, carving rock is gnarly, dude. And then the next one says, when you stack, you don't float, you bleed. What does that mean? (laughs) I think they're saying when you fall, like when you wipe out, instead of like floating in the water, you bleed because you hit the the ground. I watched this dialogue five (laughs) times. I was like, how am I? I was 10 years old when this came out. How am I supposed to know what this means? You got to know the lingo. I don't. (laughs) I'm from Missouri. (laughs) Um, so Val invites Johnny to, like, maybe, like, ride the trails sometimes. And Chris is like, mm, nah, no, Johnny is busy. But Johnny's like, yeah, I can do that. I can ride. Um, so Troy gives Johnny a board and some equipment. And then we get this montage of dirt boarding. Yeah. Johnny ends up, like, somersaulting with the board. Yeah, well, they're also, like, in an area that's, that says restricted area, no trespassing. Yeah, and so, I don't know, they're talking a little bit, and Chris is like, these are my friends, you shouldn't be here. And Johnny's like, these are not your friends, like, they're not treating you well. He's Chris like, why don't you have- and all these kids are 16. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Johnny's like, why do they all have this uniform? Like, why don't you have one yet? And Chris explains that he has to impress Jared to get a uniform. And so, like, as they talk about this, Jared's like, oh, if you really want to get that uniform, then you have to go down this hill. You have to prove that at, that you're good enough. Yeah. And so they're at this, like, giant hill, like you said, on this restric- restricted land or whatever. It's and- like this giant, like, sand dune, sort of. Yeah, it looks very not good. To tr- it's very steep, like, very up and down. Also, and so- like, all the sand is, like, untouched. <laughs> And will probably cause erosion if people are on there. Yeah, so Chris is standing there, like, trying to do it, but he's a little nervous. And uh, before they're able to do anything, the cops show up. And I so say at one point, Jared calls Johnny, Johnny, Hoonami. Oh, <laughs> got him. Yeah, yeah, the cops show up. They take uh, Chris and Johnny back to Grandpa's house, and whenever they get out of the car, Johnny tries to take the blame for everything. He's like, oh, it's my fault. Like, I wanted to see the land and everything going on or whatever. And um, the cop tells uh, Grandpa and Carla that this is Chris's second warning, and next time he'll have to go to court. So this is, like, a big deal. Yeah, so later on, Grandpa and Carla decide that Chris's punishment is no dirt boarding for the rest of the week. 
Chris is, like, upset. He's like, yeah, but, like, Johnny said it was his idea. Like, why am I the one getting in trouble? What about him? And he and Carla go off. Um, Grandpa admits to Johnny that if they don't open the store this week and start making money, that Carla could lose anything. And Johnny's like, well, what can I do? What can I do to help? And Grandpa's like, you can watch her demonic 12-year-old child. Who hates you. Who hates you. <laughs> and Johnny's just like... Okay. And Grandpa's like, keep, out, keep just keep him out of trouble till Saturday. Yeah. So they're at the surf shop and Sam shows up and Johnny's like, oh, we're not going to be able to go surfing today because Chris is here. And he um, doesn't like surfing. Yeah. And so Sam goes, what's up, Chris? And Chris says, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they all go inside the shop. Um, Chris, Chris is just kind of like, this shop's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Um, but it, there's major progress. Like there's stuff all over the walls. It's not empty anymore. Yeah. Grandpa leaves a note for Johnny that he's at the barber shop. Um, so Johnny just kind of, I guess it's like down the street. So Johnny walks down the street to go ask Grandpa like what he wants them to start doing to help, leaving Chris with Sam. Um, so Johnny sees Grandpa walk out of the barber shop in a suit and wearing a watch because he's on his way to go meet the bank for a loan for the store. Johnny is stunned that he sees Grandpa all businesslike. Ooh, crazy. And just like returns to the shop. Yeah, um, back at the shop, he's talking about how different Grandpa is, and then he asks where Chris is, and then he looks over, and he's back with the skaters, and so um, they go over to well, talk- Well, Mom and Dad arrive to help oh, yeah. with the shop, and they're like, oh, like, you guys don't have to be here, you can go have fun. So, J- Johnny and Sam walk over to the dirt borders, and they see Chris getting in a van with them. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, okay, I guess we're gonna follow him. Yeah, so they arrive at these, like, industrial docks, basically. Yeah. Um, and Johnny tells Troy, he's like, hey, like, Troy's the adult in charge here. Yeah. He's like, hey, like, Chris isn't allowed to, like, be dirtboarding this week. And Troy's like, well, he said he can't ride on dirt, didn't say anything about streets. Yeah, he tries to use a technicality. This man should not be allowed to be around children. No, so he's like, so I got my buddies to set up these ramps on the barge to skateboard. Well, yeah, and he's like, you know, this is really important for the kids who don't like to surf around here. They want to be, like, a part of something, and Chris is really close to being a dirt devil. Yeah. So he's, like, <laughs> trying to guilt Johnny into letting Chris do something that and Johnny also, knows he shouldn't be doing. Also, he's like, this is a community for these kids have nowhere else to go but i'm not gonna let this kid who feels like an outcast in for a very long time literally torturing him (laughs) yeah so johnny's annoyed that chris is being so reckless while um yeah everyone is just yeah doing whatever they're doing yeah johnny's just kind of like i don't understand like this is a very stressful time for his family with the store and the wedding and chris is just being so selfish and making everything harder uh, Sam suggests, he's like, oh, it, like, it just might be his way of dealing, you know? This is what you went through in Vermont yeah. a couple years ago. Um, so they're like, well, you know what? Let's just decide to, like, be nice and make friends with Chris's friends so that we can, like, all be friends. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Johnny and Sam get some boards and they start skating with everyone. I guess they're used to this because they, like, briefly mentioned that they skate in Vermont even though we never saw that in the last movie. Yeah, Johnny and Sam, they, like, kind of walk up to skate and the team is like, oh, well, like, this isn't surfboarding or snowboarding. Can you do it? So Johnny and... Johnny's like, hey, like, if we fall on these ramps, then we'll leave you guys alone. So then, like, they go over to the ramps, and everyone's impressed. Johnny and Sam can skate like the gods. Oh, yeah. Uh, But Chris is annoyed. Chris, uh, no one sees him sort of drop his skateboard, take off his gear, and start walking away. Yeah, well, he's mad because he feels like this was his chance to prove his skills to the Dirt Devils. And Johnny took the spotlight. Yeah, so they realize that Chris is gone, so Johnny and Sam go looking for him, and they see, like, this 12-year-old boy just, like, walking along the road. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, like, gets out of the car to go get him, and Chris is like, no, leave me alone. Uh, so they cut to the house, and Chris runs inside so angry, and Johnny, like, slowly follows. Johnny knocks on his bedroom door, and Chris is like, leave me alone. He's like, they, those guys only see me as, like, a dumb little kid, and it was my chance to show my skills, but you blew it, and you stole the spotlight. Uh, Johnny tries to tell, to tell him, he's like, hey, like, they're cool with you, like, trying to hit, like, Troy, like, literally told me, but Chris is like, no, like, they're cool with you, because you are good at everything you do. Yeah, he's a little insecure, he's in a new place, he's going through a lot, but he's also very emotionally, very angsty. It makes sense. They never explain. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like it's better to talk about this at the end of the movie, because it made me very angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so later, jo- yeah. Johnny walks to Grandpa, and he says sorry that 
Oh, Grandpa's saying, like, sorry that Chris doesn't like you. Um, but Chris, Johnny's saying, like, I'm out of ideas. Like, I don't know what to do with like, him. Like, he's living the best life, a.k.a. my life when <laughs> I was a child. Yeah, and Grandpa says not to worry about it. He just needs Johnny to have fun and, and go yeah, this surfing. Is when Grandpa's like, sorry for loading this off on you. I know that you would literally do anything I say. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the next day, Val shows up at... The surf shop, I guess? Johnny is, like, tying his surfboard to the car. Yeah. Um, his tie breaks, and Val is just kind of there, and it's like, need an extra tie? Um, and Val is like, oh, like, I tried surfing once, but I chipped a tooth. And she's like, oh, you know, there's not a lot of safe places to dirtboard around here. And Val's like, if I knew what I was doing, I'd probably like surfing. Well, yeah, she's basically like, if only someone would invite me surfing. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be fun if someone could teach me how to surf? Someone who knows how to surf. If they could teach me how to surf. <laughs> yeah, so then there's, like, this montage of Johnny teaching Val how to surf. But it's, like, over multiple days because she's wearing different outfits in each scene. I don't understand this movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they start, like, on land teaching her, like, how to do her arms and everything like they do in every movie where somebody learns how to surf. And they yeah. get in the water. I mean, I, I think that's the proper protocol to teach someone how to surf. I guess, but they get in the water and she learns. She's doing better. It's and so much fun. Wow. And at the end, Johnny drops her back off and Val writes her phone number on Johnny's hand so she can teach him how to dirtboard. Wow. Uh, Chris is skateboarding in the driveway while above on the balcony... All the parents are there, and Mom is teaching Carla how to hula. And Johnny sort of walks out to Chris and tries to talk to him, and he's like, you know, like, you could do worse for a family. This family, like, loves you and wants you, and wants them to be, like, part of, wants them to be. Wants you to be part of their life. (laughs) Chris is like, my family's in Philly, and this isn't my home. Um, Johnny's like, "Uh, you know, you need me because I can drive, and you don't have to stay here and hang out with these parents. Um, and he's like, oh, like, maybe we can, like, call Val and go see a movie. And Chris is like, no, like, go hang out with your girlfriend. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) He's very upset. And so Johnny ends up going to get snow cones with Sam. And he's like, we gotta get Chris to like me. Like, I don't know what we're gonna do. And he's like, I have an idea. His idea is to blackmail. (laughs) Yeah. So he and Sam sneak into, uh, Chris's room while he's sleeping and they are videotaping this entire thing. They use, like, um... An iPod yeah, and headphones. Yeah, they put headphones on him and play it really, really loud. So he, like, freaks out and starts screaming. And then they... I, I don't know. Like, they try to kidnap him, so basically. Funny. They're yeah. laughing at him. And so they're like... He's like, why the hell would you do that? They're like, oh, I guess we should go show this video to all the skaters. And he's like, no, don't do that. So they blackmail him so and like, hang spend, out with them. You spend a day with us doing what we want to do and we'll destroy the file. <laughs> yeah, his idea of getting him to like him is blackmailing blackmail. him. That's a horrible idea. Uh, so Chris is in the car. They're riding to wherever they're going and he's not happy. But then they arrive at this giant ass mansion and Chris is like, oh, this is cool. Um, it turns out it's Val's house, and she opens this garage full of ATVs and dirt boards. Uh, she casually drops that her dad works all the time and her mom lives in Chicago. Yeah, well, and that's why she has all this nice shit, because her dad is trying to buy her love. Yeah. Basically. Um, so they take out the ATVs, they're all writing, it's our time now, why the plain white tea starts playing. five, I wonder if that was, like, the fair, it was, like, enough time for fair use. It's, like, five seconds Well, yeah, because then it transitions into Hold On by the Jonas Brothers. It's very good. It was a very good music thing, transition they did there. Do you remember the music video for that song? No. They were, like, in a house, and the house, like, blew away, but then it was also cut with scenes from this movie. Oh. I Um, like Hold On. I think it's an underrated Jonas Brothers song. Yeah. Uh, so they, like, go out to this area on Val's land. Um, Johnny tells Chris, he's like, hey, like, I talked to my grandpa, I got the dirt board, bam, lifted. So they, oh, and then Johnny's also like, by the way, Val and I aren't dating, we're just friends. I don't know if you told Val that, Johnny, because (laughs) she seemed very interested. (laughs) Well, yeah, so Johnny decides he's gonna learn how to dirt board now. Yeah, everyone is, like, watching Chris do these cool tricks and... Chris is starting to have fun teaching Johnny and Sam how to dirt board. Yeah, and Chris is even encouraging them. He's like, no, you gotta do this and not that and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then we cut to the surf store. Carla is in there and she says that Chris's attitude is just like extra intense this week. And, you know, hopefully we'll see the shop start selling, uh, oh, 
we see that the shop is going to start selling dirt board stuff too because grandpa's trying to like make an effort to connect with chris even though chris does obviously does not like him and carla says that hopefully like things will calm down after the wedding yeah um at the skate shop troy is on his phone with someone and he's He's like what do you mean you won't buy the shop yeah um you said that you would like blah 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 blah. uh so troy asked jared if carla's shop is just surfing and Jared's like, yeah, like, last time I checked. And he's like, I think they might be diversifying their merchandise. Yeah, he's like, go snoop on them. So Jared just casually goes into a not-open-yet surf shop and is yeah. snooping around and steals an invoice sheet. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, steals a form and takes it back to Troy. And it's, like, an invoice form for, like, dirtboard wheels and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, no, this will not do. Yeah, um, so we see everyone is, like, putting stuff away back at Val's place. They had so much fun. And Val's dad arrives. Chris, like, awkwardly greets him because it's very obvious that Chris has a crush on Val. Mm -hmm. Um, John, Sam, and Chris are getting ready to leave, and Chris is having, like, fun with them. Um, Johnny tells Sam that Val's dad is the one that Grandpa was talking to outside the bank. Oh, what's Grandpa doing with that? I don't know. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, so uh, back at the shop, Troy decides to go over and try and, like, scare Grandpa. Basically yeah. just be like, your shop's not going to do anything. You're going to fail. He's and... like, remember, you started this. Well, and he's also like, Chris isn't allowed to hang out with us anymore because yeah, you're the competition. Yeah, walk in back from Val's place. Yeah, and, and so yeah, Chris... whenever Chris hears this, he freaks out because he's like, this is, like, this is not what I wanted. This, These you are my friends. Yeah. You're not my dad. Yeah. He doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, uh, Chris and Carla end up leaving Grandpa's house, like, with a backpack. And they're like, you know, maybe this time away will help him calm down and get used to everything. Maybe he'll which, talk like, to me. Yeah. I don't know what she was thinking, but. I, I have a lot of <laughs> yeah, <she's laughs> opinions. Like, maybe some alone time will help him. I don't know. Um, uh, Grandpa walks over to Johnny, who's waxing his surfboard, and Grandpa basically starts telling the story about how when he was 16, he felt like he could do ever he felt like he could do anything, and he went down to surf these dangerous waves, and he fell, and he almost couldn't get up, and he says, I took on too much, and I promised myself I'd never do that again, and then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next morning, or later that day, I don't know, Johnny's eating breakfast with his parents, and he says that Grandpa was gone before he even got up this morning. And they're like, oh, he's probably just getting some last-minute things for the shop. It's finally re- excuse me, finally ready to open. And that's when Carla walks in and she says, Chris is gone. He ran away. Yeah, so Johnny meets up with Sam and they're looking for Chris. They see the Dirt Devils. Um, they're, like, leaving Val off the team, basically. They're just like, you're not on the team anymore. And they drive because away without her. Because you hung out with Chris and Johnny and Sam. Yeah. So they drive off without her, and so Johnny's like, hey, what's going on? And Val explains that there's a pro a pro dirtboarding exposition today, or expo today. Um, she had tickets to it, and they were all going together, but she can't go. And they're like, hey, did Chris have tickets to that? And she's like, I don't know, probably. And they're like, okay, we need to go there. Sam can drive, so he can take them, and he has his own car. That's why Val couldn't go, because they, like, kicked her out of the van. Yeah. So they go to the expo, and whenever they get there, Val and Sam are having fun, like, looking around and seeing all the stuff going on. But Johnny's like, hey, there's a missing 12-year-old. Can we focus? Yeah, so we get this, like, montage of them all looking for Chris while the pros ride and do cool tricks. Yeah, it's just, like, switching between, like, people doing trick shots and then, like, or, like shots of them doing and tricks. And then each, and then Johnny, Sam, and Val explaining Chris's height to all these strangers. Yeah. Every single shot, they're like, this tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but finally Johnny sees Chris fighting with Jared. Um, Troy's. Troy comes up, and he's like, oh, like, sponsors want to meet the Dirt Devils, and Chris is like, Troy, like, can't, like, this, I, can I have a chance? Like, I've proved this to you, like, I'm really good, I think I can be part of your team, but Troy says he, uh, the only thing he wants is that he doesn't want Grandpa to sell dirt boards in his surf shop. Uh, so Troy tells Chris that since Jared is the team captain, it's up to him to decide who's on the team. And Jared says, you need to get big air at this gap in the trail tomorrow at 3 p.m. And Chris says yes. Yeah. So Johnny takes him home. And uh, at Grandpa's, Carla's obviously mad. And Grandpa's trying to, like, calm her down, saying that Chris just wanted to hang out with his friends. Like, Grandpa is trying to be calm the entire time and, like, be on Chris's side. He's like, it's okay. When my grandson was 12, he flew to Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. And he's fine. (laughs) Well, yeah. And Grandpa's just saying, like, it's important for Chris to feel like he's part of something. Like, the same sentiment that Troy was saying earlier, but, like, actually in a wholesome way. 
um, Johnny tells... Johnny oh. knocks on Chris's yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. And he tells uh, Chris that his mom and grandpa are getting married. Um, they're going to be family. And Chris is just making everyone miserable. His attitude won't change anything. Yeah. And Chris is just like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny says that he just wants them to be happy. Uh, and Chris should want his mom to be happy, too. Yeah. So, the adults are preparing for the rehearsal dinner. Chris is just sitting there pouting (laughs) as everyone is, like, actually setting stuff up. Yeah, tomorrow is the shop opening and the wedding. Yeah, the the shop opens during the day, and then later that night, they're going to have the wedding. That's a great idea. Yeah, so... Anyway. Dad and Grandpa have to do some last-minute stuff at the store, and so Johnny's staying behind to help, and Johnny asks Chris to help him. They start talking about the jump, and Johnny's like, well, it doesn't matter, because you're not going to do it. If you do, you're going to ruin everything. Yeah, you need to be focused on, like, was, making the wedding special. At first, Chris was like, thanks thanks for not telling them about the jump, and Johnny's like, well, that was easy, because it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Mom gives Johnny a list of stuff that he needs to get from, like, town, so Chris invites himself to go, like, with him to, to the store. And Johnny thinks it's a little, a little weird, but he's just like, whatever. Like, yeah, that's fine. So whenever they get to the store, Chris is like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And Johnny just lets him. Like, he's so fucking dense. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, so Chris sneaks out the window. He gets his gear that he hid in the back of Johnny's car, or the car that they took. And when Johnny's in line to pay for all the stuff that he needed to get, he spots Chris sneaking his way, sneaking away. Um, he tries to go after him but his car got a flat tire i don't know why you can't just like run yeah um uh, we cut to chris is at the jump spot so it's like there's this riding trail but there's like this giant hole in the middle of the trail and in that hole it's like 15 feet of water mm-hmm. so chris is supposed to jump over that hole um johnny and val arrive at the trail and start running toward him but as they start calling out his name that's when chris takes off He's going down, he uh, jumps over the hole, but whenever he um, tries to land, he falls and hurts his arm. Yeah, and so Jared tries to be like, oh my god, that was cool, and Johnny's like, shut the fuck up, like, leave us alone, we need to get him, like, medical attention. Uh, So we cut back to the rehearsal dinner, and Johnny's apologizing to Carla and Grandpa as, like, (laughs) Chris shows up. He's he's talking to his mom and dad, and his dad's like... He's like, you were supposed to protect him. <laughs> and Val's like, he tried to stop him. Yeah. Like, there's only so much he can. He's 17. Yeah. So that's when Carla, Chris, and Grandpa show up, and Chris's arm is in a sling. And it's just a fracture. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Johnny begins to apologize to Carla, but Carla's like, it's not your fault. Chris told us everything. Yeah. And she thanks him for like helping with everything. So everyone ends up leaving. And just like away from the table where Johnny and Chris are. Yeah. So Johnny is like, hey, you shouldn't have done that, but it was a great job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And then the cops show up and they're like, oh no, Chris is going to get in trouble. But oh no, it's something worse. They're the like, the surf shop was trash. <gasps> What happened? So they all go to see it, and they're like, I wonder who could have done this. Could it be the rival board shore? <laughs> who across- literally threatened us yesterday? <laughs> could it be them? And yeah, then- the cops immediately bring Jared into the store, and mm. he had a key to the storeroom and, like, three bags of all their dirt board merchandise. Yeah, and uh, so- Troy walks over, and he's acting shocked. He's like- And disappointed. <gasps> I can't believe they would do this. He apologizes. He doesn't call him Grandpa. Grandpa, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, let me know how I can help you. And then he goes up to Chris and he's like, hey, I heard about the jump. It was really good. You know, we have a dirt devil's helmet waiting for you or whatever. And then Johnny's like, no the hell, he's not going to be with y'all. Y'all broke his fucking arm. And that's when dad is like, hey, Johnny, back off for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one is taking care of Chris besides Johnny. And then they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't let a 17-year-old make decisions for a 12 year old. Maybe we shouldn't have put this responsibility on it. Yeah and so then Chris freaks out because Johnny he says Johnny's ruining everything for him and he runs away. Yeah grandpa tells Troy to leave but Troy's like I'm just I'm just trying to make everything better. Sorry man. Yeah. He's like I hate this family. Uh so later that night Chris eavesdrop on grandpa and Carla talking in the living room. Carla says that she might have made a, made a mistake moving here and not thinking about her 12-year-old son. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe that was something, maybe you should have thought about your son before you decided to pack up and uproot his life. Well, and start marrying this random old man. Right. And Carla's like, I can't take the risk of waiting for him to come around. She's like, I can't get married and I'm going to take Chris back to Philly and sell the surf shop. Grandpa tries to convince her to stay, but Carla's like... 
no, I'm going to think about my son this time. <laughs> well, Grandpa does say, like, it's not just, like, he wants to be with Carly. He's also, like, yeah. Chris is, like, a great kid, and I would love to be, like, a part of his life, like, be a stepfather. I'd love to, like, actually be a good father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saw what happened with my last kid? Well, okay, but he kind of raised Johnny, and Johnny turned out really well, so. I get this family <laughs> dynamics here. <laughs> yeah, but Carla's like, no, like, we can't do that. So, the next morning, Johnny meets with Grandpa on the beach, and Grandpa is sad because his fiance is leaving him. Yeah, Johnny knows already yeah um grandpa says that carla and chris have become a part of him and whatever he could try to say to chris it's too late but johnny's like no it's not too late that's not the cup of hollow way we gotta get out well and yeah <laughs> he's basically like did you ever tell chris that you liked him or that you yeah. like him and grandpa's like no why would i do that <laughs> he's like no i just tried to fist bump him and he never returned <laughs> basically <laughs> Yeah, so we see Chris is packing, and then Val comes over to their house again. Yeah, and Johnny's like, I think I might know someone who Chris would listen to. Yeah, and so she's basically just like, hey, you're acting like a little shit. Like, you have this entire family who loves you and wants to, like, be here for you, and you are turning them away just because you want to. She's she like, Grandpa asked Johnny to spend his Hawaiian vacation trying to befriend a little snot-nosed brat. Yeah. And he did. Well, and she also, like, throws in the guilt of, like, you have people here who want to be with you yeah. basically like my dad works all the time my mom's gone I don't have anyone look at what you have but I'm rich yeah. and it's terrible yeah <laughs> uh but that's basically it she's just like you should really think about this a family who loves you and then she basically leaves yeah so Johnny and Chris are sitting on the beach together and Chris is like everything is my fault I should have listened to you Johnny but I want to fix it so okay <laughs> but I don't know how and Johnny's like oh I can do it yeah so at this moment this is when Chris does his 180 whenever Val is like quit acting like this we really it's never Chris never explains why he's acting like this like we can kind of tell that like it's because his mom uprooted his life but he's never like oh like I really liked my life back in Philly, and my mom just kind of took me away from what I knew, and now I'm here, and I don't like it. Well, and we also never draw the parallels to the original Johnny Tsunami movie, because that's Except what- for that one. Yeah, because that's what happened to Johnny. Like, he was in Vermont, and then he was hanging out with the wrong group, because he was with the snowboarders instead of the skiers, and dad was like, oh, like, don't do that. Like, all this stuff that's happening, he just wanted to feel like he was a part of something. He yeah. didn't run away to Hawaii, or he didn't run away back to Philly. Right. They just didn't explain it well enough. And I feel like it could have been good if, like, we never, like, explain why Carla's single. And so, and, like, you know, Chris hates, um, Grandpa, so, like, no, I was, like, waiting for an explanation of, like, oh, like, I was really close to my dad before he died, and I don't want, like, you know, liking Grandpa to be, like, I'm replacing my dad or something yeah. like that. I don't know. There's no explanation, really, besides Chris was angry, so he did this. Well, yeah, and, like, I get, they were trying to make this more about Johnny, but, like, if they're gonna have Chris be this big a part of the movie, it should have been about Chris instead. Right. Like, they're just making Chris out to be, like, this 12-year-old, like, shitty kid, but there's a reason and it's why he's is... acting like he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't give a reason, and it made me so angry. Yeah. Especially, it's like, look, we did talk about this. It seems to be a very short time yeah. from the time when they moved to Philly to Hawaii, mom met grandpa and got engaged. Well, yeah, and, like, that's the thing. Like, as adults, we can look at this and do some, you know, deep analysis and Deceptive say, like, reasoning. this is why he's <laughs> acting this way. But as a kid watching this, I was never like, oh, he's in the right. I was just like, why is this, he being such a little shit? I don't like, get I know it. I've seen this movie, but I don't remember anything. Well, I just, like, and even watching it now, it's still like, oh, my God, he's being annoying. Like, he's being dramatic. But when you see, like, okay, this is why, if they would have explained that, it would have right. been a lot better. And so does him being a little bitch. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And it's only whenever Val yells at him, he's like, okay, I was wrong. And that's it. Well, yeah, because women- He doesn't say I was wrong. He just says everything's my fault. Women have to fix everything. Even <laughs> right. teenage girls. Uh, Val has known Johnny for like four days. <laughs> the, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but yeah. That's yeah, that's like Chris my biggest thing with this movie is that they never like fully explain Chris's behavior, which like I feel like- I don't know, my parents were never divorced and I never had to move somewhere I didn't want to move. But I feel like that could be relatable to some children. Well, yeah, uprooting your whole life. And that's the whole thing, too. Like, it would have, co like, correlated so well to Johnny's original story if they right. would have just drawn the lines and did right. the work. And Carla is literally like, I thought that I could just, like, pick up Chris like he was luggage and take him on my Hawaiian adventure. Yeah. <laughs> But he's a human boy. Oh, wow. Who Forgot about thought? that. <laughs> like, I, no shade to Carla, but like, I'm not a parent. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that anyway, Chris decides that he wants to like fix things. So Johnny knows what to do. Um, so they cleaned up everything at the sh- surf shop. They invite, like, everyone back over there. Like, yeah, Johnny even calls made them. this, like, dirtboard display volcano thing. Yeah, and everyone is so impressed. They're like, oh my god. And then Chris tells Carla that he doesn't want to move, and he's like, I can actually try, I guess, to, like, Hawaii. Yeah. So. <laughs> and my new dad. <laughs> so, th- apparently this happens in the morning, and they still open the store anyway. Yeah, they still open the store and get married later that night. Yeah, well, yeah, business. Grandpa and dad were literally in the process of canceling the wedding. They were like, oh, like, we can't get our deposit back. Yeah. Well, yeah. So business is booming this day, even though, like, the grand opening would have been canceled. But it's fine. Everyone's there. Yeah. Across the street, we see Val's dad backing out of a deal to buy the dirt shop from Troy. Um, It turns out that Troy wanted to sell the shop to dad, to Val's dad, so he could build condos. And was going to move to California and abandon the dirt devils. Yeah, uh, and the all the dirt de- devils realize that Troy never really cared about them. Yeah, um, uh, Troy begins to tell Grandpa that no real writers will ever shop at your store. But then this professional dirt boarder, famous dirt boarder, shows up and shows he's up like, "Hey, Johnny Tsunami, here's some dirt boards." I looked him up. He's apparently a real dirt boarder. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, like I said, dirt boarding's not a very big sport, so it makes sense that they would have been able to like get him to do this. Yeah, so Troy's like, I'm gonna make sure you lose everything, Grandpa. Yeah, he's just, like, threatening him. Yeah, so then Johnny's like, you know, the Kapahalas settle things with our skills, not our mouths. So I challenge you to a race. Well, he is like, hey, Troy, I've never seen you dirtboard. You're, like, all talk, which I agree. We've never seen him do anything, and he's an old man. Yeah, but Johnny challenges to him to a race, and if Troy wins, they'll stop selling dirtboards, and if they win, then they can do whatever they want. Like, I feel like the writers of this movie got an hour and 30 minutes into it, and they're like, wait, we didn't have Johnny set up a race to acquire land and or property. Well, no, they were an hour and 10 minutes in, and they're like, we can't can't end it here. We gotta add 20 minutes of a race. For property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Val's dad is just like, oh, I know a place to do it. He casually has a fucking, like, dirt board race area land that he bought. Well, they said it's been in development. Um, Grandpa had been in talks with Val's dad to set up a safe place for the dirt boarders to ride. Yeah, like, showing he cares about Chris. Right. But still, dad, Val's dad just casually has this. Like, oh, by the way, it's open today. Yeah. Uh, um, so they all go there. Johnny and Grandpa talk a little bit before the race, and Grandpa's basically just like, do your best and have fun. That's all you can do. That's yeah. all I care about. Um, at, up at the start, Chris comes up to Johnny. He's like, okay, like, I scoped out the course. Like, do this and remember to do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, so then Johnny and Troy, like, line up at the be- at the start. Uh, the race begins, and they're going through. There's little hills there are these horrible iMovie effects they they use these a couple times throughout the movie but it's like it'll like everything will go black and white but like literally black and white like two-tone and then like the ramp will be purple yeah and (laughs) or they'll put like super saturation on or they'll do like um like the comic book effect like it's literally iMovie effects like if you've ever played in photo booth it's those effects onto this movie (laughs) for some reason I guess because they're like oh children don't have an attention span let's just pop these things up yeah. Yeah, this is just happening during the race. They kind of go back and forth, like, Johnny will be in the lead, and then Troy will be in the lead, and we're getting, like, close to the end. Yeah, before, so, like, at the very end, they have to perform three tricks in order to win. Before they get there, Troy's, Troy tries to knock Johnny off course, but it doesn't work. Well, um, it does. He, like, knocks him oh, yeah. onto his he knocks him ground. out. Troy does his first two tricks. Johnny follows. But on Troy's last trick, he ends up falling and not sticking the landing. Well, and I think that the finish line is, like, further down. It doesn't really make sense. I didn't understand it. But the finish line is also, like, further down, like, by where the hay bales were. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how dirtboarding works. Johnny lands his trick and, and makes it past the, the finish. finish line so he Troy. wins. He ends up running into the hay bales, though, because he doesn't know how to stop. But everyone's like, oh, he's good. You won. Yay. Yeah, everyone congratulates him, and Troy's like, this isn't over. But then the police arrive. It turns out Jared gave a confession that Troy told him to trash the store. So he gets arrested for... Uh, coercing a minor yeah, to commit a, a minor crime. <laughs> to commit a felony. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all the other dirt devils are like, hey, Chris, this, that, this was cool. Let's go try out the course. 
So they're all, like, friends now. Yeah. Uh, then Grandpa is basically just like, hey, Carla and I are still gonna get married tonight. Yay! So <laughs> yeah. then, yeah. We, we have a couple scenes of their weird wedding. montage of just, like, everyone smiling at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see... Johnny and Grandpa are surfing. Chris and, is watching them from the beach. Yeah, Chris is like, surfing is still lame, and it's not hard, and then they, like, pick him up, and they and laugh. And so much and, fun. Ha-ha. Their family. The end. Yay. That's it. <laughs> it's Johnny Capahala back on board. I remember, I think I was kind of excited for this, because I liked Johnny Tsunami as a kid, and I was let down. I definitely watched this, because... I, like, remember watching it, and I hadn't seen Johnny Tsunami before that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great. No. I feel like I gave it a higher rating just because of the Johnny Tsunami <laughs> relation. Also, like, it's a sports movie. Well, I mean, it's, it's not as bad as things that I have lower in the list, but right. it wasn't great. I right. wouldn't recommend it. If yeah. you're going to watch one of these, just watch Johnny watch, Tsunami. Yeah. It's actually good. <laughs> also, that one has Xenon. <laughs> Yeah, and Lee Thompson Young. And Lee Thompson Young. No offense to the other two. Yeah, sorry to Devon. No, but attempts, no, no offense to the blonde girl and the black guy. Devon is not my Sam. <laughs> Again, another terrible recasting. <laughs> not our beloved franchise. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't have any quotes, I don't think. Um, I mean... <laughs> you just had that quote that confused you. Yeah, I will read it again. <laughs> I skate back in Vermont, but since I'm here, it's all about North Shore. So the answer is no. Carving rock is gnarly, dude. When you stack, when you stack, you don't float. You bleed. <laughs> I explained what it means, but yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay, well, I did not understand. <laughs> I'm not a skater. I mean, yeah, you have to just like really look at it and be like, what are they saying? But I did ballet. If he was a punk. <laughs> anyway, how did you rate and rank this? I gave it a two out of five. Same. Uh, I put it number 63 below, under wraps, and above, life is rough. Yeah, I put this at 67, return to Halloween Town is above it, and the poof point is below it. Guys, next week is High School Musical 2! Oh my god, I feel like this is our peak. Oh my god, it's gonna be really good. We kept talking about how long High School Musical, like, the first one was gonna be. High School Musical 2 is gonna be longer, I assume. Like, we won't have to cover everyone's careers, but... It was such... The impact is so much greater. I... I have a great story about the premiere of High School Musical 2. Uh, We're both very excited for High School Musical 2, so you should be too. And I feel like this movie... You know what? We'll just get to it. (laughs) We'll We'll see you then. See you next week. Bye. Bye.